Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Revelation chapter 21 is where we are tonight. And last time we came together, we looked at uh, the first three verses of Revelation chapter 21. And this is the time in which uh, John describes uh, his vision of a new heaven. And uh, it is a point in which uh, he says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, uh, a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself shall be with them and be their God. I want to talk tonight uh, in the brief time that we have together about that third verse there that I just read. Talking about uh, uh, hearing a great voice out of heaven. And that's typically a... uh, the phrasing of how they describe uh, an encounter with God. And so John is is uh, sharing about his experience of what he sees and what he's experiencing there. And, and the most important aspect of this is, is uh, trying to determine what heaven is going to be like when we we already we already talked about the fact that there would be a new heaven. And this is a uh, a heaven that is, uh, uh, without the influence of, of sinful man, of the ungodly being a part of this world, or uh, that, and we talked about this is when uh, God has already brought judgment upon the ungodly, and so uh, God is establishing a uh, like a clean slate, a new heaven and new earth. No more influence of the ungodly, no more influence of of those that are uh, outside of God's will. And so uh, he says there's a a new heaven. And I want to emphasize a few points about uh, when we get into glory and when we see the Lord, uh, certain aspects. First of all, I want to point out the fact that uh, when we get into heaven and we see the Lord, we'll be in fellowship with Him. And it says, uh, Behold, the the tabernacle of God is with men. Uh, So uh, we'll be in fellowship with God when... We think of heaven and we talk about heaven and we and we discuss uh, someone. Usually it's talking about that at a time in which uh, somebody passes away uh, is usually when we talk about heaven. We really get serious about it when we talk to family and, and loved ones of, of somebody that passes away. Well, you know, they, they're up in heaven. They're seeing me, Ma, and they're seeing uh, Aunt Eunice, and they're seeing all the family that's up there already, you know, that kind of thing, to try and help us to feel better about uh, the fact that the person passed away. And, and those things are true about, um, about uh, that experience. And, 
we, we tend to cling to that hope and that ideal of the fact that, uh, that not only is this loved one that has passed away uh, entering in, into a new period of life of being in, present, uh, in heaven uh, with other family members, but the idea is, is that we usually cling to the idea that uh, that person's going to be in heaven when we get there and hopefully we'll be able to visit with them and, and fellowship with them and have an experience with them. And, and so uh, this is, is the kind of thought process that we go through when we think of heaven. But the, the whole aspect, as we talked about last time, was the, the fact that heaven is heaven is not because of the pearly gates. It's not because of the, uh, the gold that's so uh, pure and refined that it's translucent. The, uh, heaven is not heaven because of the fact that we have... Uh, Jed Clampett's uh, mansion to go to and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, We talk about the fact that we go to heaven because that's where God is. And here we have evidence of the fact that uh, this is uh, the main focus of the new heaven is, is that's where uh, we will be have fellowship with God, that we'll be in the presence of God, we'll uh, be there with God. It says... uh, that he heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And we talked about the significance of mentioning tabernacle. The tabernacle for the Israelites as they came out of uh, uh, bondage and slavery was the aspect of the meeting house with God. It was the place in which Moses uh, went and had... Uh, a meeting with God and and usually many times that was a place in which uh, major decisions were made and it was a time in which uh, uh, the the uh, the the high priest Aaron and and Moses went and uh, were in the presence of God and this was the tabernacle was a place in which uh, God told the Israelites look you're going to follow the uh, cloud by day and the fire by night, and when it stops, you make tent. You make uh, you make camp. And uh, the idea was the tabernacle would be set where God stopped uh, in the procession, and then all of Israel would camp around the tent of the tabernacle. And so, uh, and then when Jesus makes His presence uh, on earth uh, in in the form of flesh. Uh, it says that uh, that God tented with man when uh, Jesus came, and so this idea of the tabernacle is is an understanding of God's presence with mankind. And here it says that uh, we'll experience the presence of God. The tabernacle of God is with men, and this is a phrase not saying that there'll be an actual physical tabernacle in heaven, but this is an understanding that when we get to the new heaven, we'll be in the presence of God. And all of us will at every moment be able to be in the presence of God because remember God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. And we'll always have, uh, we'll have uh, communion with God because He is uh, everywhere. We'll have fellowship with Him. And so this is a very important aspect of what heaven is like, uh, that we'll be uh, in the presence of God and we'll be able to be in His presence because uh, we'll be in our transfigured bodies. We'll be in a new body 
No longer will we have this old fleshly body that is tainted by sin, uh, but we'll be in the presence of God. Not not only are we being in the presence of God, and secondly, it says that uh, we'll be uh, face-to-face with God. It says not only are we in uh, tabernacle with God, it says, and He will dwell with them and they shall be His people and God Himself shall be with them and be their God. And so we'll see Him face to face. We'll be in the presence of God. Remember throughout Scripture, it always says that uh, there's no one who can see the face of God and yet live. Because we in our unholy nature, our unholy body, is unable to see the presence of God, to see Him and His holiness because He is holy and we're in, uh, we are not. Uh, uh, we see several instances in which people come into the presence of God, but they don't see Him face to face. Remember uh, Moses uh, on the mountain, uh, Mount Sinai said to God, let me see you, and God said, you can't and, and live. And so uh, God said, I'll, uh, God put him in the, the cleft of the rock. Remember we sing that song about being in the cleft of the rock? And what happened was is that God placed his hand over the presence of, of Moses and walked past, and when he walked past, he let let his hand go, and Moses was able to basically... What it means is he's able to see him as he went past, and we he was able to see him from behind. He didn't see him from his face, and yet when Moses went down from the mountain, uh, it, the Israelites couldn't stand to see Moses' face. Why? Because he had seen the uh, seen God and been in the presence of God, and the radiance of God, the glory of God, was all over Moses to the point where. They said, "You got to put a veil over your face. We can't. We can't uh, see why. Because God is holy. His glory radiated from Moses, and Israel was unholy in their situation. They they uh, were not walking according to God's desire. And uh, any time we come face to face with the holiness of God, we uh, we can't handle it because we are unholy." Uh, for instance, we see uh, Isaiah in the presence of God when Isaiah uh, brought uh, was brought up into the presence of God. And remember, uh, God is is calling for a witness, and Isaiah falls before the presence of God and cannot handle being in the presence of God because he says, "I have unclean lips." He said, "I'm an unholy man." He says, I, "I'm in the presence of holiness. I can't handle it." Uh, so uh, that is the. Uh, is how we are in our condition now, but when we are in our uh, eternal condition of being in a new uh, transfigured, uh, as we are in the the same uh, type of body as Jesus had after His resurrection and the glorified body, we'll be able to be in the presence of God and not only in the presence of God, be able to see Him face to face and have fellowship with God that we would be with Him and so that's an important aspect of it we will dwell with Him and we'll be His people and it says also that we'll be able to worship Him that we'll be able to uh, fellowship uh, with God and we'll be able to worship Him that's one uh, an, another important aspect uh, uh, that God will be our God and that we'll offer up worship all throughout the book of Revelation, whenever we see an image of heaven, and there's 
many times in which John sees an image of heaven before the new heaven is created. Each time when uh, John comes into uh, heaven, he sees all of all of uh, the angels worshiping God and and continually uh, praising God, worshiping Him, and and lifting up His uh, uh, His name, holy, 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 and. Uh, expressing uh, worship to God. And this is what we will do in heaven. No, we're not going to sit on a uh, a cloud and strum a harp. We're not going to be uh, dressed like Greeks and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but our whole existence will be about being in that presence of God. And yes, we'll see people that we know. We'll, uh, we'll understand and, and know other people that uh, we've never even met before. We'll have that uh, presence of all of eternity, but our main focus will be in the uh, being able to be in the presence of God, being able to worship Him and exalt Him, and that uh, that we'll be able to have that time in which we're uh, with uh, God. And so our main focus will be of lifting worship to God, of, of exalting Him and, and worshiping Him for all that He has done for us and all that we uh, have experienced in uh, His love and, and His uh, grace and mercy in our life. And uh, then we'll uh, be able to serve Him. We'll be able to... Uh, God is our God and He will... Uh, allow us to serve Him uh, as we are in His presence. We'll be able to... Uh, uh, scripture tells us that uh, our existence in heaven is based on uh, the things that we do for Him. Uh, the Bible tells us uh, that that we uh, will be in service to Him. And so many times uh, we think of heaven is not having any responsibilities at all. But if you go back to uh, the book of uh, Luke where you uh, read uh, parables of Jesus and the parable of the talents and we see uh, Jesus uh, sharing about that and uh, uh, we see this this understanding of uh, uh, the talents and what was that parable? Well, uh, this king uh, had three servants and he gave them a, a talents. He gave one more, uh, more talents than he gave the other, but he, and he gave one, one servant one talent, one servant five talents, and another servant ten talents. And he went off and did business in another land, and uh, the servants were expected to use those talents in the service of the, the master. The master comes back and uh, the, the servant that had the ten talents uh, had ten more talents. And he gave those to uh, the master and uh, the master said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Because you were faithful in the little things, uh, you'll be uh, 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 rewarded with many. And so he gave him authority over ten cities. And then the fellow that had the five talents, he came to him and he said, uh, well, I, I used the five talents and here's ten. And uh, the, the master said, because you've been well done, thou good and faithful servant, because you were faithful in uh, the least of things, you'll be uh, able to uh, rule over these things. So he gave him five cities. And then, of course, the one who had the one talent, he buried it and did nothing with it. Uh, and he said, well, here's your talent back. And uh, the master became irate and angry. And he get, took that talent away 
from him and gave it to the one who uh, had ten talents. And he uh, cast him out uh, into the darkness. And so what we understand is, is if we're the, the work that we do, the service that we do for God, Jesus is telling us that we'll be rewarded in heaven for the service that we do for God and that we'll uh, be able to rule with Him. We're told that, uh, that we are uh, to be able to rule over uh, cities and what are, what is the ruling do? We'll, we'll be responsible for uh, doing things that, that lead to the worship of God and to uh, the worship of Him. Of course, God doesn't need anything. Uh, he doesn't need our money. He doesn't need anything. But what we do is to glorify Him, and and that's what our role is in heaven. When we get to heaven, is we'll serve Him by uh, leading in worship of of Him. And the last thing is is that uh, we see that He'll serve us. Look, turn with me to Luke chapter twelve in your Bible for a minute. Luke chapter twelve at the end of uh, the. Uh, the end of the chapter 12 at around 35 verse 35 <coughs> Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's talking about uh uh, life and it's more than about the things you eat and more about the things you do for your body and he, he's talking about uh, all the fowls of the air that they don't think about uh, the things that they're doing and and uh, all that kind of thing down at chapter 12 verse 35 it says let your loins be girded about and your lights burning uh, this is the uh, uh about the uh, the wedding feast, and he says, "Let your loins be girded about you, and your lights burning, and uh, and ye yourselves like unto men that, that wait for their Lord when He will return from the wedding, that when He cometh and knocketh, that they may open unto Him immediately." Is talking about being uh, ready and being. Uh, uh, prepared for the return of the master return and he's talking about being ready and for the return of christ blessed are those servants whom the lord when he cometh shall find watching and verily i say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them now Jesus is basically talking about himself in this parable and he's saying look when the master returns and he finds you busy about the work that you you've been assigned to do busy about being prepared and ready he says the master will make you sit down and he'll gird himself up uh, and it says and if he shall come in in the second watch or come in in the third watch and find them so blessed are those servants and this know that if uh, the good man of the house had known that what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. But be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour that ye think not. He said, look, uh, the Son of Man is coming back and you need to be ready. You need to be prepared. And he says, if you are found faithful and are serving as you're supposed to serve and are ready for the return of the Son of Man then the master will tell you to sit down and he'll serve you.
And so this is a, uh, a portrayal of, of Jesus saying this is what the end times are going to be like. Be prepared. Be ready for uh, I'm coming back at a time that you don't know of and you're not ready for. You're going to suffer the consequences, but be ready. Know uh, that you are ready for when I return. And if you are ready and you're, not, and you're serving the way that you're supposed to serve, then you'll be honored by my serving you rather than you serving me. And that's a, a tremendous turn of events that the master would tell the servant to sit down and let me serve you. And this is the fellowship that we'll have with God in heaven, that we'll be in His presence, that we'll see Him face to face, that we'll worship Him, that we'll serve Him, and uh, that we'll be able to be responsible for certain things in His service and devotion to Him, and we'll have fellowship with Him and He'll serve us. Uh, He'll honor us for our uh, availability and our willingness to serve Him and and for our faithfulness to serve Him throughout our life. So uh, this is the wonderful aspect of how life is going to be in, in that new heaven. And we'll spend all of eternity in the presence of God. And that's the, that's the thing that we need to remember, that this is important for us to keep in mind, that there's coming a day when all of this is happening and we need to remember uh, that the fate of those who rejected God, we need to remember uh, the wonderful reward of being in God's presence, of serving Him, of living for Him. And that this is the, the thing that is going to be uh, what heaven is like, what heaven is about. It's about not. It's not about uh, crowns that that God is going to place on our head. It's not about a, a big mansion or anything like that. But it's about worship of God, of being in His presence, of spending eternity uh, in worship and adoration of God. In my opinion, God is making right everything that got dist- uh, that got messed up by sin by a new heaven and a new earth. And that's, that's what God intended for all along for creation to be, to be what he's de- uh, is described here by John when he sees this new heaven and eventually the new earth. And so we need to uh, understand that, that there's, uh, there's uh, this, great, this great reward that comes with our faithfulness of serving Him. Let's pray. Dear gracious Father, Lord, I thank You and praise You for Your great love and I thank You for uh, Your great goodness. Uh, We receive so much goodness from You that we don't deserve, that we are are not worthy of receiving. But Lord, You tell us to be faithful. You tell us to to be fervent in our service to You, that we would be uh, found faithful to You. Uh, the time in which you return. Lord, help us to be uh, uh, about your work, reaching the lost, of helping people to know Christ, of helping people to be aware that judgment is coming and the end is coming, that we need to be ready and we need to be prepared and they need to have Christ in their life. Lord, help us to be faithful to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.